0: Hey, hello, and
1: welcome to How Do You Drew? This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by thedrewsium.com and sponsored by our friends at Positive Medium. I'm Anne. And I'm Ashley. And our guests.
2: <laughs> My name's Pete.
3: And I'm Scott. And, and we, we are, are the movies, movies that made us, made us gay. <laughs>
0: woo Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> we were trying to think of a mashup name. I came up with, uh, how did you get so gay, Drew? <laughs> Hey, (laughs) but what was mine, Ashley? Uh, These are the droovies that made us gay. (laughs) I
2: like like that.
1: (laughs) So that's our contribution to this collaboration and we're out.
0: (laughs) So I'll just kind of preface by saying listeners have heard me rave about your podcast for the last, I don't know, like two months. I found it with your ever after episode. And uh, as I began listening to you guys, I was like, "They really know their stuff." What I'm not sitting here yelling at the car like that's wrong, like I do with other podcasts, like a nerd. And then I started going through your entire
2: back catalog, yeah,
0: back catalog. Thank you. Um, and realizing you've done like every movie that's been important to me my whole life, like the weird stuff from my childhood and the stuff I obsessed about as a teenager by myself with no one else, and. I've had so many moments. It sounds weird and creepy, but I've had so many moments listening to you guys where I like psychically say exactly whatever reference you're about to say. And I'm just like, these are my people. So...
2: (laughs) I had to stalk
0: you, find you, tell you, you have to be my friends and come on the podcast.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. We love doing kind of like collaborations like this. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, uh, we, we try to do as much research as we can. And even if it's something that like, I'm not super into, I'm just like, well, if I'm going to blab about it on a microphone for an hour and a half, I need to at least, you know give it a watch so yeah i'm i'm the same way if i'm if i'm listening to a podcast i'm like oh my god people get it together <laughs> with these facts yeah. with, <laughs> just open up your mdb trivia it's nothing
0: and i we also appreciate, appreciate like that you always get dates correct like years correct because i have a weird like especially in the 90s i know exactly when anything came out
2: yeah <laughs> that's when that's all i got kind of I, the- I
3: always have the show notes that has stuff like release dates yeah. Years that stuff was made, kind of like production information. I find all that stuff it's, fascinating.
0: Yeah, me too. I'm, we're, I guess we're all a bunch of nerds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like an archivist by like trade. And so I'm like, yes, yes. Let's talk about dates. Let's talk about records.
2: <laughs> Meanwhile, I have no head for that. Scott will be like, remember when we saw this movie at that one movie theater? I'm like, sure, I guess. happened. <laughs> um,
1: But also like, I think Ashley and I are a mix of that because I, as Ashley has like the dates and facts, like kind of memorized, but then suddenly I'll come out with some like random vivid memory of something. And it's like,
0: I don't, I don't know. (laughs) It's helpful. We're a good team. Just like you guys.
2: (laughs) Same with us. I think we're all four of us are, we work well with each other and that's why our shows are so successful.
0: (laughs) Yes, totally. (laughs) Actually, I want to ask, I'm curious about how you guys have gotten your Patreon. So thriving.
2: First of all, I'm, like, so proud to say that, like, everything that we've done is completely grassroots. It's all just, like, networking and yeah. friends and just putting out, I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but put, just putting out a good product, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think doing things like this, you know? Yeah collaborating with other podcasts like-minded shows um cross-promotion stuff like that it's really kind of spread the word about us and just kind of being as diligent as we can with socials and just putting ourselves out there i mean it could always be better but knock on wood it's as good as it is now and um yeah we just we'd love all of our listeners it's so weird you know i i hesitate and your i hate fans. i hate sending free. your fans. I, <laughs> i hate it it's so weird and you know when we have guests on or especially when they come to our apartment and we're like okay now we're gonna do the intro so look over there because <laughs> i i have to be weird on the mic now yeah uh, yeah all that is so crazy because you know we're just we're podcast listeners we're enthusiasts and so we're just like hey we can do it too and i don't know i think just like i said just trying your hardest to put out as good of a product that we're proud of and yeah I don't know I guess it's paying off somehow <laughs>
0: so
1: cool I feel like we identify with that like that way of going about it like yeah we had this sort of community built in so we're like let's lean on that community let's put out a product that we would enjoy if we were listening you know yeah. like Ashley's always like I love our podcast, but I'm like I would listen to this <laughs> I do.
2: I really do. a successful show no Scott will be editing and he'll say like this episode's really good. And I'm just like, of course it is.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it. Really I, like, I really like this episode every time. It's really yeah. good. And <laughs> I'm like, yay,
1: good. I'm so glad.
0: <laughs> Howdy, Howdy Drew. We want to tell you about our sponsor, Positive Medium. We've actually been clients of theirs for at least 10 years, and they take care of all of our website needs for thedrewzium.com. They offer
1: custom web design and professional coding, search engine optimization, marketing, and hosting. So we've been hosted by them, but we've also been able to take advantage of a lot of their expertise in these other areas as well.
0: absolutely. So customer service is the biggest draw for us with this company. They have saved our site literally from obliteration quite a few times. But then they also help us with minor issues in just like literally a matter of minutes. So if we have like a coding question or just like something on the back end we can't figure out, we reach out to them and we get an answer back and the issue is solved within moments.
1: We're so excited that Positive Medium is allowing us to offer our listeners 25% off managed WordPress hosting plans using our promo code Drew, D-R-E-W, of course. Um, And if you want to take advantage of this, visit positivemedium.com. We really, really vouch for these people. They've been so great to us and will continue to be
0: great to us. I I can only imagine. (laughs) I mean, they're great by offering this to our listeners. So take advantage. Again, it's promo code Drew, of course. Drew Barrymore is Amy Fisher. You ever been with an older guy? Unstoppable. Whatever Amy wants, Amy gets. Insatiable.
1: I love him. And I love the act.
0: And dangerous.
1: I'll do whatever it takes to get his wife out of the way.
2: Don't start what you can't
1: finish.
2: When I know what I want, I go for it. Let me see it. You're a psycho! Don't say it's over. This is getting out of control. The New York Times calls ABC's the best of the three. Drew Barrymore. The Amy Fisher Story, Sunday.
1: So we are here to talk about the Amy Fisher story.
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably not one of the like top of the list. We got to get to this movie, but
3: we've referenced it on our show.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm happy that you guys are bringing it to us in a way.
3: Yeah. And before we get too into it, I just have to say on the call, we have um we have a very special guest on the call. <gasps> we have Drew here.
0: Oh, my God.
3: Well, we have Dylan Saunders.
0: Yes. Did you know that she was just playing with that on the her show this week? Was she really? It's like the this? newest thing on their the show's Instagram is her playing with that with
2: Ariana
1: oh, Debose. I, I love that so, one. I'm so happy that this is that Drew is here today. Yeah. Her, pre- her presence is definitely felt. Um, it looks like Elle is stunned right now. She- <laughs> <laughs> Drew Barrymore has <is> arrived. <laughs>
3: Uh, Kathy Griffin Yeah. The it's looks really not
0: alive. It's yeah. really not a good <laughs> It's got a profile I feel like but, And it's got a butterfly tattoo That's most importantly of all <laughs> it's,
2: got, it's got the Barrymore jawline Uh-huh like The, the chin is definitely there
0: The hair is wild
2: <laughs> Yeah these barrel curls are Out of control <laughs> that, 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 That's all the character Dylan Saunders has insane hair But that is off topic Yeah
0: <laughs> I brought my Amy Fisher VHS. I was like, I'll have this behind me. And then I'm like, where am I going to have this floating? No. I thought for a split second that they were going to pull out the Amy Fisher VHS. Close enough. This is yeah. amazing. You know what?
1: I've, I'm so happy that you have that. I, I know. I got to say. This is making me so happy. Mine are like in storage still in the box (laughs) yeah ours are still in the boxes of course
3: the first week of the pandemic when everybody was like in their apartments finding stuff to do I broke her out oh (laughs) like I broke her out like week one of the pandemic
1: Please, some of you made like a movie or something with the doll, <laughs> stop motion, like the
0: Rosie O'Donnell at Flower Films one.
2: I feel like we, feel <laughs> like we might that one was wild. Well. I feel like we might have done a couple of things that might be on the Patreon. I think there's some like Christmas decoration videos. Yeah.
0: And... Oh, I started signing up for your Patreon the other day on my phone, and I hit some sort of wall where I was like, I have to do this on a computer. And I'm so glad you reminded me because I need to do that. <laughs> well,
2: Tell you this much, listeners: the new Patreon app—they completely redesigned their social media. The new app is garbage. Okay. The new update's kind of whack. Yeah, it's weird. <sighs> anyway.
1: Yeah, sometimes we talk shit about the platforms we use too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, being honest, <laughs> you know, we're just like, make the technology better, not worse.
0: <laughs> okay. So should we bring it back to Amy Fisher? Um, for anyone who doesn't know, this is obviously based on real events. I actually said something to my husband. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're doing the Amy Fisher story. He's like, what's that? I'm like, you know, Amy Fisher. He's like, no. I was like, honey, you know, Joey wow. Buttafuoco, you know that name? He's like, kind of. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's what my boyfriend remembered was Joey. And I was like, Buttafuoco. Like, yeah, he- <laughs> you can't forget that one. But Pete, if I'm remembering right from what I had heard when you guys were talking about it, you like remember mm-hmm. this real time pretty well.
2: Oh, I remember this. <laughs> I think I think I'm the senior member of this group. Uh, okay, this did happen in 91, 92, uh, 92.
0: 80. Yeah, was when it like came out in the media.
2: Yeah, so I'm in the eighth or ninth grade, and um, I watched the first one that aired was Amy Fisher, My Story. Right, mm-hmm. and so this is the one that's Amy Fisher's point of view, and in that one, they cast a really handsome guy as Joey right because it's amy's story
1: <laughs> her perspective is that he was the dreamiest man alive
2: <laughs> yes uh he was starring on the hit abc hour long drama sisters um oh, yeah. <clears throat> the the girl who played amy was not famous noel uh,
0: parker right
2: uh, yes <laughs> I saw that one first, and that was the one that I was like, okay, this is the real deal because it came out first in my... And they must have... 12-year-old and brain. They must have fast-tracked that.
0: Oh, all of them. They came out within a week of each other, I believe. No,
2: it was the very next week. It wasn't like a year later. Yeah. So then, the Alyssa and the Drew version... The real event are, night. were on at the <laughs> same time on the same night. That is crazy. So I'm watching the Alyssa version and... Flipping back and forth. And all I'm getting is like newsrooms and courthouses. And I'm like, I don't want to see this. But I want you were invested with the Alyssa one. Oh. More on the night. On I, the night. I feel like I were watching Alyssa. And then the reason I was kind of not into the Drew one because it was from this reporter's point of view, so I got whenever I would switch to it, it was always something weird, and I was like, I want Amy!
1: <laughs>
2: More <laughs> Amy! <laughs> it was just my luck of the draw of changing the channels. Had I started on Drew, I probably would have been sucked into that and not really into
0: it. You just happened to come in at the bad scenes every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. But,
3: <laughs> but it's It was like, always a
2: need.
0: But that's
1: what makes the movie good as an adult now. It's like, oh, okay, this movie is actually like, attempting to look at all these sides of it. That's true.
2: They were also trying to do something interesting with storytelling. The storytelling. I mean, yes. you have to kind of give Andy Tennant.
3: this is kind of a schlocky made-for-TV movie, but for the most part, it's pretty well put together. Yeah. Like, you can tell that, oh, he's going to go on to have a successful filmmaking career because this movie has well-directed scenes of it, of kind of when they jump timelines, you get the point of view from the car, you get the point of view from Mary but Foucault on the stairs. So it cuts together kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, it It's got an interesting chronological way of uh, how they tell the story. And then we have to shout out Andy Tennant because of course he came back and directed ever after five years later, which is, I can't believe it's only five years. That, that seems crazy. Like it must've been like t- two decades between those two.
1: No. <laughs> and do, do we know Ashley, if, like, did Drew have anything to do
0: with bringing Andy Kennett on? I Tennant believe leave? so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure she did. Yeah. It's just like, why would she think of <laughs> it's like such weirdly different projects?
2: <laughs> Gosh. Uh, so we kind of fell down the rabbit hole of just the whole scandal. And oh, know, yeah. We were watching, I watched I, it, I watched been... the
3: entire AE special.
0: I started that one actually on YouTube you today.
3: You like true crime <laughs> stuff? Yeah, I watched a whole um, special on the Amy Fisher Joey Bunchuko
2: drama. Okay, so so my hot take, just real quick, is that just like even if Amy never shot Mary Jo,
0: yeah,
2: like they're all pretty terrible, right? Even Mary Jo,
0: there's no good side. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel like Mary Joe's kind of a piece of work. Like yeah. I, I know she's she is definitely a victim. She did not deserve to be, you know, shot and put through all of that, and her body is, you know. I think the, the
3: I think the post Joey Bunn marriage Mary is maybe a little more reflective. I like all of those interviews when she would go on Oprah of like after she divorced him.
0: You got to tell us about those because I'm not that versed in that part. I forgot
1: how many elements of this there are that the mom is weird, that Mary Joe is weird. Like every <laughs> yeah. character is weird. Yeah. So, yeah. T- so tell me more about the like Oprah, Mary Joe stuff. Cause I well, haven't seen it.
3: So, okay. So the order of the events goes, Amy Fisher gets out of jail in 99. She writes her tell all book, like the inevitable tell all book that she ends up going on Oprah to promote probably around Oh three, okay. I think. And it's kind of interesting. You can tell that Oprah's sympathetic to Amy, just kind of because clearly like Joey Buttafuoco kind of like took advantage of this. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: definitely.
3: When Oprah starts talking to her about shooting Mary Jo, you can tell that there's something about the story that Oprah's not buying. That (gasps) I think that Amy says that she was kind of meaning to hit Mary with the gun and it went off. it
1: went off. Yeah, yeah.
3: But she pretty much said that she went over to kill her. So yeah. Oprah's kind of calling her out <laughs> like on the inconsistencies it, right? of-, <laughs> of that. You can tell that Oprah's a little like impatient with this with Amy. And then Mary is watching the show and she's upset and she calls Oprah's people and wants to go on. What? Like- yeah, like, but like, of course you want to go on Oprah.
2: Yeah, of like, course you want to yeah. go on Oprah. But Mary
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my side of the
2: story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know how she got in touch with like Harpo. Right? <laughs> Mary Joe Botafuco. All right. Call the name will,
0: will carry you through. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> kind of the flippant way that Amy was talking about. I didn't really mean to shoot her, that ain't, that. still to this day, that Mary Botafuco doesn't buy. Yeah,
0: I. I... Don't know if I buy that either, <laughs> yeah. but I definitely think she was, uh, you know, taken advantage of and treated yeah. mercilessly by the media, which I oh like my. that this version of the movie gets into that
3: before um, kind of my big introduction to all of this is that I was a small child when all of this happened. I remember passing references to Amy Fisher when I was a kid. I think that there's a joke in Adam's Family Values about Amy Fisher oh, yep. talking oh, wow. about. The psychos like trading cards when they're at summer camp. That's and right. Them, Amy Fisher. So that's kind of was my main reference for all of this. And then I remember reading the introduction to the screenplay of American Beauty by Alan Ball, and Alan Ball talks about in his introduction of that the Amy Fisher Joey Buttafuoco drama was a big inspiration oh. for him writing the script for American Beauty.
1: Wow. But that's interesting.
3: Yeah, of The yeah, idea yeah. is that clearly these are this is a wild story that the public will ev- will never really know the true truth mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. And that he kind of wanted to write something kind of like that. And when you look at kind of the bare bones of a script like American Beauty, you have like the Long Island Lolita type. I you guess have so, kind yeah. of this guy crisis. Yeah. You get an attempted murder at the end of the movie. I mean, Lester dies at the end of American Beauty. And Spoilers. in the original cut of American Beauty, it would go between Ricky and Janie in jail, like on trial for Lester's murder. Like that was the original cut Whoa. of American Whoa. Beauty. And then Sam Mendes just kind of rehauled it in post that it just kind of became something a little different. And I take it that probably the events of something like American Beauty would explode like the events yeah. of a- That it would become like a big tabloid scandal of this man that ends up dead and there's like an underage girl in his house and maybe done by his daughter's boyfriend. But yeah, just kind of interesting. That was kind of my main introduction to all of the story. And then when I first started going out with Pete, I think that Pete would just have...
2: I've just always been obsessed with it. He's always just... (laughs) It too. So the three movies. I mean, Alyssa and Drew battling it out on the same night on two major networks. Two actresses whose careers have always kind of yes, yeah,
0: strange little parallels. The poison mm-hmm. ivies.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> wild actor Drew did movies and Alyssa did TV, yeah. and they mm-hmm. both kind of had their, their wild girl phase in the early nineties.
2: Yeah. So uh, we found an Esquire article from. Uh,
0: 2016 2016,
2: and it talks about casting drew in this version let's hear calling it uh casting a still controversial still jailbait drew barrymore to play fisher is a move straight out of the john waters playbook and she owns the role (laughs)
0: love that when i was younger i didn't necessarily look at this time in drew's career and be like "Ooh, she's really young and being really treated sexually in the media but now that I'm older, I do. And so it's kind of weird to be like, I'm feeling for Amy Fisher being 16, 17, taking advantage as 17-year-old Drew is doing these scenes with this older man. It's kind of weird.
2: <laughs> I, hope body double. I hope that that was a body double because that sex Well, scene-
0: we have some info on that. <laughs> I'll just jump to that. What happened was she did the love scene. She was closed. It's like 10 seconds long. Then they did a scene with the body double- and then they released that on video, calling it like the uncensored version that couldn't be seen on TV. And Drew is really upset. I have her quote here. So she said, America thinking that I'm letting this man go down on me makes me want to vomit. I wish these people would get hit over the head with a two by four, 55 times until they understand what they did was wrong.
2: <laughs> okay. So what we saw did not air on ABC. Correct. This yeah. is from All the VHS, a VHS pull then.
0: Those scenes, the ones, those
1: shots. It
2: was, it makes a lot more sense. <laughs>
1: they were kind of gratuitous. And I like yeah. almost forgot about them. And then I was like,
0: that's not Drew's boob. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't the wig either. I noticed right away. That's not yeah. that shitty wig. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was just to add some spice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I can understand, like, that's not what she signed up for. That that wasn't yeah. what she agreed to film. Like oh, Crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: And she's 17.
2: <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, granted, this is kind of it's it's topical and it's a little bit um, not controversial, but I don't know. She understands that yes, this is the Amy Fisher story, but she also knows that this is a made-for-television movie that this mm-hmm. is running out prime right. time on a major network. So no, I don't have to take my clothes off. And so yeah, yeah, I can imagine to see the you know the unrated version on VHS and just like what in the hell.
0: We yeah, especially about. when they're like advertising it as like, woo, come see Drew Barrymore, like you didn't see her before. <laughs> so,
2: okay, so I forgot about the accent work in this movie. <laughs> work in this movie. Now, listen, <laughs> she, you know, not for nothing, she, Emmy nominated for Grey Gardens.
0: Yeah, uh, yes, yes, she didn't win that one, but nominated, yes, she
2: didn't win that one,
0: she got the Golden Globe.
2: <laughs> got the globe and what martha's vineyard is adjacent to long island right
0: <laughs> and you're the closest to the east coast let us know
1: <laughs> i don't think that it's good
2: i mean
3: i mean she's going for it though she's making choices
0: i remember uh and if you remember justine and mel talking about this in one of the i think it was celebrity profile her friends and justine just says that is a gnarly accent
1: <laughs> i always remember that <laughs> I, I guess i can't necessarily speak to its uh accuracy but right. i feel like what i kept thinking is that it sounds
0: like drew is talking through her teeth
2: sure yeah
0: okay so we have a clip of her in 1993 on the very first episode of late night with conan and talking about uh for her performance here.
3: You of the three Amy Fishers, I think yours was by far the best, right?
2: Thank you. No, it was very funny, it was cool. And I gotta ask you, did you, um, a lot of actors
3: when they're preparing for a role like that with a, a killer or a murderer, they actually go and meet right. the person in prison. Did you do that? Because I know.
1: Well, let me tell you a little something about Amy. <laughs> I didn't get to meet her actually because she was, you know, going through all her court things and being arraigned at the time right. of the shooting, and it was very nerve-wracking to be um, portraying somebody who was living in the media as we were shooting, and right. you know, trying to pull off the accent and do the whole thing, and like you know, understand everything and sort of come to terms with why she did the thing she did to have the sincerity to play her. But it was, I had to do it. I had to live out that humor i felt for this girl
3: right you know so you, you didn't meet with her you didn't talk to her you just studied tapes I just, or
1: i would listen to her voice over and over and over again
3: <laughs> that was the first episode of conan
0: very first yes. one yep wild
3: <laughs>
0: isn't conan that cool
3: huh? Huh? i did not know that she was one of his first guests and you know putting yourself in Drew's in Drew's shoes and like in Drew's position in the early 90s it's just like what do you have to lose?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah she she wanted to shed this like yeah, little like, girl thing she wanted to be like I'm an adult getting
3: off her whole, like sure it's just I mean especially at a time where I think that Drew was I mean I think that she was kind of lucky to be getting offers like yeah. I think that her hair was really at a rock bottom and I mean fuck yeah I'm gonna do the amy fisher made for tv movie
0: yeah she said she loved the character amy was the rarest one for me whereas ivy and poison ivy which i know you guys watched today uh was something i created amy was an imitation i was having to do scenes where the entire nation had seen her say these exact words and then she also said like it was just such a great challenge imitating a real person and it had to be just right so that was yeah. another reason she was like, I got to do this. And it was just like, yeah, like you said, obvious, like she's she has to do this.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we were as we're watching it. There's the scene where there is that uh kind of surveillance video footage about yeah. mm-hmm. that when that guy sells her out.
0: Yes, that piece of shit.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so that's probably a tape that was on The news for them probably not. I looked
0: for it today. Actually, I wanted to see if it was that close, Uh but I couldn't find it. (laughs) Uh
2: They probably knew that they couldn't change
3: the dialogue too much because it's going to be pretty um closely examined. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably had to stick to whatever she said,
0: which is interesting. And also, like Drew has, so we'll just kind of give you like a little more background as to what was going on. So this is when she was dating. You guys are gonna like this poll, Jamie Walters (gasps) from the Heights. From the Heights and 90210, (laughs) Donna Martin's abusive boyfriend. (laughs) Um, And they were engaged. Of course, she's 17, but they're engaged. And (laughs) while they were in Vancouver filming this in late 1992, he broke up with her three days before she was supposed to come back by phone. And she begged him to wait, and when she got back, he had moved out of their apartment. And this was like oh. a dark time for her anyway, playing yeah. Amy, and then this happened on top of that.
2: Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: she was really broken up by it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we had a, like a bunch of articles around this time that we were reading, and she was just like, I'm so heartbroken. I'm so, like, I can't imagine. like." Wow. And she's like, yeah,
0: like 17. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. That's
2: wild. That is... The- Absolutely wild. (laughs) We also
0: have a clip of her on, I know you guys love the Rosie O'Donnell show. So we've been talking about this on the pod. Rosie's slowly putting all the episodes on her YouTube. They're
3: all on our YouTube.
0: Oh my God. So I've been waiting for this one. This is from 1999 from April. And this was like my favorite one. I like watching it again now. I knew the whole thing by heart because I used to watch it on my tape.
3: No, I think I'm sure that I've seen this interview. I think I i Probably watched this live.
0: You probably <laughs> did. Um, you might remember the Play Doh desk, that was like the thing from this one that I always remember. But uh, sh- I, as I was watching it, I was like, Wait, she's about to talk about Amy Fisher. I remember this, and so I was like, Perfect, we're gonna throw this in here. <laughs> yeah, when I was playing Amy Fisher, that was really
1: hard. Yeah, I was in Vancouver, I was all alone, I was playing like. You know, a psycho slut. It was insane.
2: (laughs) A murdering psycho slut. Yeah, she's getting out of jail, you know. Is she? Mary Jo supposedly forgives her, and now she's getting out of jail.
1: Well, that's full circle. It sure is, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a whole! Oh my God, things. she's so cute. Oh, I love that
1: episode
3: wow. so much. Wow, she <laughs> would have been doing press, and never been kissed if it was April of ninety
0: nine. Yeah, now. correct. <laughs> See, this is yep. why you have my
2: heart, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: is like me to it. I am that person all the time.
2: <laughs> I love that. I also okay. love that Zoo is just like, oh sure, she's getting out of jail. First time I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> keeping up just with finds out at all on the show. She's
0: yep. like, gotta got to move on with my life Not holding on to that Amy Fisher stuff
3: <laughs> The whole thing with Mary What like, yeah, that's real Is that she kind I of, like, her, yeah. she made These statements that she forgives Amy That clearly she was, like, taken advantage of And, I mean
0: You guys seem to know more, did Mary Jo, like, finally Admit that the relationship had happened Between Amy and Joey?
2: I think she, yeah, I think she does because he was, he, he was, was in jail afterwards yeah. for statutory rape and got okay. like <laughs> seven months or something.
1: Oh my God.
2: Yeah. But I think that the age of consent in New York was 17. Okay. So, and I think she was like months away from her 17th birthday. So it was a whole thing of just like, well, you know, how different was she in the like 50 days, oh my God. you know? Before she was like a consenting adult and blah, blah blah blah, all this like garbage nonsense. And he gets like seven months right. And I think it was for like one count or something. Yeah. Um, but she stuck with him through all of that. And I think I think in the end she was just like, Yes, he did, you know, he did cheat on me, he did have this affair, or whatever. But I you know what's interesting about this version, because of you know, with the three and all of that, is that the Amy Fisher story is like he was handsome, he was charming, he lured me in, and yes, he pushed me into this world of prostitution. Yeah. Right. The the Alyssa version is like, I don't know her. It's like the Bud and Foucault endorsed one.
1: Right. right. <laughs> her, her,
2: she, I don't know her. Who is she, though? She's just, why are you so she, obsessed she with me? She keeps showing up to the Yeah. about this damn car. Yeah. yeah. But, the, but then this one is just like, Yes, she has a pager. Yes, she's turning tricks. Maybe Joey's aware of it, but not fully involved in that.
0: Yeah, they left that kind of vague. Yeah,
2: they left that very vague. And so, but they were fully explicit in that. Yes, he was seeing her, but kind of like not really su- super into it, I guess. Like
3: the so- turn the tricks thing seems like that was on her in this version.
2: I think so. Yeah. 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 He,
0: like mentions later that Joey got her into it, but they never show it, right? right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I just, I just love how everybody was so outraged that she had a pager. It's I know that, that was cute. one
0: of my notes, the quote, a beeper.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if you watch the real world. It's just like, why do you have a beeper? Do you sell? Yeah, oh, like, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, I totally remember jokes. that. That was a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right in between you guys age-wise, so I get bo- all the references.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was real world season one. That was an old one. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I, had a, I was in high school when people had pagers and yeah um, too. yeah. so that would to, to, to you know to me and to listeners are just just like why would you be so outraged by it but i guess at that point in 91 or it was too
0: early for yeah. somebody that age to have a beeper no one was beeping i love you with the like no. numbers <laughs> or boobs or <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely I found it very interesting that this was kind of the split down the middle of who's kind of, you know, more objective, I guess. And you get the tabloid journalist angle from The Post.
0: Which yeah. I appreciated. That's one of my notes yeah. is that I appreciate that she's like kind of saying some of the things that maybe a lot of people weren't saying back then about like, hey, yeah. this is a teenage girl. Like, why are we? It's kind of a feminist
1: perspective yeah. from that journalist. Like, it's 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 kind of cool for I mean, even when you think about like sex work potentially being like Amy's own idea, like, hey, that's mm-hmm. kind of feminist. It's
0: yeah, like, like coming w- from why is animal. this becoming like why is she getting vilified?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's kind of like, Oh, interesting. Like what? Yeah. Th- if if there was an Amy endorsed version, do we think it mm-hmm. would be this one? Would she be on board with, you know, being like talking about Joey? I love talking
3: about <laughs> Joey. I love that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, we just talk about Joey Buttafuku? It's just like, if uh, you're really going to risk it all, are you going to be doing it for this one, Joey, Joey Buttafuku? Oh so my just- God. Like, i don't know as soon as
0: he comes on the screen and i feel like this guy's pretty accurate to the real one i was just like puke like i can't yeah. this guy makes me sick <laughs> like and he's just flirting with her
3: there's not any other like handsome long island guys in the in the body chop <laughs>
1: yeah. i mean like tight tight t-shirt and Ugh. like this kind of mc hammer pants
2: yeah <laughs> i
1: mean i don't know it kind of Got me a little. Know, not, <laughs> no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I feel like at that time, he might have just been so slick. Yeah,
0: I. I mean, it could have been a place. charm thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. and In place, it's
2: yeah. time and place too because it's the car that she was. Driving. I forget what kind of car it was, but it's you know it's a very like Jersey Shore. I feel like Long Island's. You know the Jersey Shore, all that. It's a. It's a specific regional thing that you know people who look a certain way and they lived
3: a very comfortable middle class life in Long Island and that was just something that Amy probably just aspired to like she really saw herself living the rest of her life with Joey
0: yeah I did appreciate like the kind of scene where she goes to her friend's house and they give her dinner and you can tell she's just like this is like what I need in my life and her oh my god the scene where her on Christmas morning and her mom's like folding all the wrapping paper from the presents to reuse them like, that's such a cool little touch. But I
1: like that morning.
3: touch. I was going to say, the Christmas morning scene was also giving us a little female trouble. That was very John Waters. I, like, I, we
2: not, thought not, that, not on Christmas, dawn. She was going to knock the tree down on top of her mom and just, like, stomp on all the presents. <laughs> you know, <cha-cha-cha>.
0: <laughs> she was just, like, sitting there. I kept waiting for something to happen, too. <laughs> so all of her little blow-ups like especially the beginning i was like she's she looks like such a babe but she is such a freaking brat the way she was acting towards her parents and and then i was like this is how drew was to her mom when she was like 12 13 and i was really wondering if she pulled some of that like this is how she would act to her mom in real life which is so wild to think about probably (laughs) like slamming doors like get it you're not allowed to come in the house like she really told her mom what to do it was but I think that was like wasn't she really high too well, like, yeah or she was pissed <laughs> that her mom was keeping her from going and getting high yeah <laughs> but yeah I thought that was interesting to think about um and then I have we have a picture of one of the script pages because I'm sure you guys notice how much she plays with her hair in the movie her amazing wig
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and in the script, it said it called for that. And it said it's as if her hair was an extension of her personality.
1: <laughs> I, I did fun. notice
0: actually that the way she was playing with her hair
1: felt like a character thing. Not yeah, it's Drew. not the way Drew plays with her a hair a lot. where She was like putting her hair in a ponytail and she kind of did like a thing. And I was like, yes, that, that feels so specific. Yeah, for some yeah. reason. Especially
0: because she does play with her hair all the time. It was like totally different than how. Yeah,
2: right, right. She's going down the very like Eileen Warnos like. Sure. (laughs) But I I think, you know, there's those famous shots of when they arrested Amy and she's in the cutoff jeans and she's, and she's and coming out t-shirt. Her, and the white t-shirt mm-hmm. and her hair is down over covering her face and so I think that that I to me it was like okay she she's young she's a kid she uses her hair in this famous shot to you know to, to shield her face from the cameras so let's take that and extrapolate and yeah. like run with it and awesome. yeah, a bit <laughs> of it the, as the character yeah and there's okay there's two scenes where she goes to confront Mary Jo at the doors at the door. There's the first one where she's selling candy. Yes. With that shot, the hair is wild. Yeah, it's. Is that when she
1: has a like under like that with the hat? No, that that's, no, what no, she that's when she shoots, that's okay. what she shoots her. It's like it's like frizzier.
2: Mm-hmm. It's frizzy. It's <laughs> down. It's completely down, and it's just completely like it looks like Amy is like I don't know picture day or, or going to the glamour <laughs> shots. She's like. This is her ready to like show the world. And I didn't remember to me in my head, like, I don't know how, I don't remember how the events went down. I, we didn't watch the other versions, but I remembered the whole like selling candy angle. And I thought that was when she shot her. So yeah, I don't, cause like when that scene came up, I'm like, Oh shit. Like
3: we're already here. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay.
3: <laughs> I was watching a, um, News story, and they were interviewing that Filipino kid. Oh, and he was kind of the getaway driver. He was kind of reflecting back on it of just like, I don't know. It's just like I couldn't get a clear shot. I'm just not doing it. Just reflecting back yeah. on yeah, helping Amy, and he's just like, I can't even get a clear shot. It's like but all these. This is whack. I'm not doing it.
2: But all <laughs> the people in her life just doing these things just because she's know. like, just do it. Like, I need a gun. Okay, what? <laughs>
1: Like who are- I think it's like, is it like Pretty Girl Treatment, or am I putting I that on her because know. it's Drew? Like I don't know. I mean, Master Manipulator, maybe I don't know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, yeah. That's how she's
0: portrayed, right, in the media.
2: Yeah, yeah, but but again, like the the way the media portrayed her was just like so wild at the time. So who knows exactly like what? Yeah, the real story is. But the real Amy, these interviews are so kind of all over the place. I mean, granted, the Oprah one was. Twenty five years ago, so it's like who knows. But she does seem like, yeah, maybe there is some sort of like I don't know what would you sociopath kind of tendency there <laughs> where she yeah manipulating people.
0: I did like notice when I was watching some of the videos of her back in that time. Like she has sort of a vacancy in her face that I felt like Drew captured. Like Drew does not yeah. have her normal sparkle in this movie at all. Like she really. No. There are a couple scenes
1: where I feel like I'm like, oh, this is really cute. Like, there's like a (laughs) post-sex, the post-sex scene where she's like, "That's true, you're right," and like that looks like Drew. Like, most of it, her smile, I know, but
0: most of it, it really doesn't feel like her, which
1: is
3: cool.
0: It's kind of fun to like have something so out of the box like that for her.
3: It was fun today to, to double feature them that we watched the Amy Fisher story last night. And then I watched Poison Ivy this morning because it had been a while since I watched it. So I yeah. I sat down and had my morning cup of coffee and I watched all of Poison Ivy. As you do. <laughs> it's kind of really interesting to see her do these two roles back to oh, back. And yeah. I forget how good she is in Poison Ivy. Yeah. It's kind of how really, she just really knew that character. Mm-hmm. And that you have never really... You're always kind of on Ivy's side, oddly. Yeah, yeah, because
0: she's so charismatic, or something. (laughs) She's
3: so charismatic, and she works so well with Sarah. And you can really tell in that movie that, like, this movie was made by a woman. Like, (laughs) I if Poison Ivy was handed off to like a man, it probably turns a little even more B movie schlocky. But it all works though.
0: I know it's so. (laughs) It's going to be fun when we finally cover that one. We will have a lot to say. (laughs) I mean, isn't it kind of insane
1: to think like, okay, so this is like drew Barrymore under 20 playing these like very mature sexy roles. And then the person drew Barrymore doesn't even think of herself as like sexy. She's like, I am just playing a role. Like, that's not me. I get to like, pretend I'm that person. And then you look at her and it's like, she knows exactly what she's doing. You know, like,
2: I don't know, but it's, it's amazing
1: to think like, I don't know, just looking at the person and who she's portraying and just how like charged she is as those characters. I don't know huh. how powerful. And then it's yeah. like, it's just this person who thinks she's a dork. It's Like, what? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think we might have to pull a triple feature and and finally finish Doppelganger. Oh, oh sure. I was oh my gonna
0: God. Say, is it going to be Gun Crazy or Doppelganger? Those are the other, like, from this era. Doppelganger, have you guys ever seen it all the way through?
3: I have. I've seen bits and pieces of it. We live yeah. in the Doppelganger
2: <laughs> neighborhood. Too. Yeah, we're, we're very, close to very close oh, to close. Oh,
0: the apartment.
2: We're about like less than 10 minutes away from it.
0: Yeah, that is that is an interesting Drew's famous quote on that is you'd rather stick pins in your eyes than watch that movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I watched it on cable. I think it was made for cable. And um I yeah, just it remember was probably. Yeah. I just but... remember like, oh Georgia Newburn, I love him. He's so cute. Oh, Drew, I love her. I'm, of course I'm gonna watch this. And then just it's very LA. Like there's a lot of like they go to Um, this restaurant in macarthur park that's kind of like a famous historic like old like deli diner situation and but yeah the monster is insane (laughs) i know they're trying to go for a very like vertigo esque kind of situation Mm. um, it's actually
0: supposed to be inspired by breakfast at tiffany's can you guys Ah. believe that (laughs) and you can there's little things where when you know that you're like okay but it's I remember when I rented that movie when I was like, so it'd be like 99 when I'm getting into Drew and I have her IMDb printed and highlighting them as I go to Blockbuster. <laughs> and then I must've returned it late. And I was there later with my mom and she's like, what is this movie? We have a late fee gang, evil gangs, <laughs> this doppelganger, the evil within. I'm like, oh, that was oh. me. <laughs> evil
1: gangs. Hold I on. Forgot. I just, my brain w- couldn't stop thinking about this picture. So I just had to. Oh, I'm I know. Darling,
2: um, <laughs> but look again with the long dark hair.
0: Yeah, it's actually pretty similar oh. in wig to uh, Amy.
3: <laughs> and Amy You're Fisher, the real, the real hair of Amy Fisher, I mean, it's that type of like mouse brown, that like really dirty brown <gasps> oh, hair. <well. laughs> I mean, not to like like judge hair color, but you know, it's just that, it's <laughs> but
1: not to judge hair colors, but dirty, mousy <laughs>
0: brown. Dang. But they went like Auburn-y red in the wig. Yeah. yeah, there's like red tones for sure.
2: <laughs> well, I also love the very early nineties kind of makeup styling that brick red. Yeah. Love- that she has. And also in Doppelganger I think too, she's got a very dark red.
0: A lot of Mm -hmm. dark lips in the early 90s. I loved all of her wardrobe in this movie. I was like really feeling it. (laughs) Like body suits and like it was early 90s in an accurate way, not like in a way you would try to make something look early 90s now, right?
2: (laughs) The fast turnaround of all three of these movies is just...
0: Mind-blowing. It came out in January 93, like January 3rd
2: yeah <laughs> well, that's what drew was i think was she saying it to said it to to conan of just like no i didn't go to meet her because like there was no time it was happening yeah. in real time she,
1: she liked, literally was in court when we yeah. were filming yeah.
2: Yeah. God, mary was shot in may of 92 and the movie came out in january
0: yeah that's wild
3: right well,
2: first of all mary joe but i mean regardless of my feelings or anyone's feelings about her but this woman is like unsinkable. She gets she, shot in the hay. Yeah. I and s- she's on the courthouse steps yep. giving these interviews. Yes, Grant, she has nerve damage. She has, you know, hearing loss. Her face is partially paralyzed. But this woman is out there and she is telling her truth. She's ready for a press she, conference. Fiercely,
0: too. <laughs> But ah.
1: fiercely protecting Joey, well, you know, yeah, it's just I'm like part, me. <laughs> which is like okay, okay. Is he worth it? Is he worth this? Mary Joe. Yeah.
2: The choices we have to, we can't defend. But her, her <laughs> you know, conviction to all, to all yeah, of, and just truly. like, like I said, shot in the head, nearly paralyzed, nearly dead. She's worked on for hours and hours and hours, and like the next day is just like. It was that girl. It was that Fisher girl. You know, you're just like, wow. How how does this woman just like still out there?
1: Oh my god. Speaking of Drew being beautiful, which is always my input, there the scene when she like is on the lineup and yeah. she has to point her out. I was like, oh, Drew looks so pretty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a lot. I was like, Amy. Amy's cute, whatever. But Drew's like really pretty, <laughs> so I'm like, she's a little more pretty than Amy. <laughs>
2: That's the because they got this. What was her name of the the, the My Story? Noelle.
0: Noelle Parker.
2: Noelle Parker, um, and she looks the most like. Yeah, Amy, I agree. Right? And then you get Alyssa Milano, who launched Ariel. every like straight boy. <laughs> uh, like, yep. Every straight Gen X guy on earth is just like Alyssa Milano's first crush, right? Up there, and and drew just like this face, right? They they got the two of the prettiest, like pretty. They're just the both of them are just pretty. Like there's no other way. You
0: you can't hide it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know a lot about
3: television life rights. When you're involved in something like this, that was she just given a just we want to use your story. Here's a lot of money, or were they tied? to particular movies like, like i don't know how that works
1: that's really yeah, like, interesting i actually don't even know like
3: tv rights i don't know
1: to have three things they must have like <laughs> either they all paid a lot
2: yeah or
1: it was some batch deal <laughs> like
2: unofficial and i think the thing with life rights like you're saying scott like this isn't like a Janie jimplin janice Joplin yeah. situation because they didn't put out any sort of product. We're not licensing anything we mm. have licensed previously. This is just all in the public. I mean, is it pretty much just ABC records.
3: just saying we want to make a story of all of these events? Here's a track. I think so. Yeah, okay. probably. I mean, she would so she would have had to have been paid by three networks then. I I guess. I
0: wonder. And I especially know. at that time, like who knows how those things worked? I it's probably totally different now.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. <laughs> but I think we're really lucky with this because of the three with the story because of the three different perspectives. But with this movie in particular, I just think that drew Drew is in such a unique period of her career and her life and Mm -hmm. and all. of that. And and like we said, it's just a few years later, like Wayne's world is like,
0: Oh, that's like a second later. Yeah. (laughs) Same year as this. It came out the same year.
2: And I remember as a kid just so her. weird and she looks so, and she's gets to be true. I mean, she's Bjergen Kiergen, but she gets to be Drew. Cute. Yeah. She's, she's so bubbly, pretty
0: in that scene. Yeah. 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 I, I love never. 93 drew. She's like, especially yeah. gorgeous. to
2: me. <laughs> yeah. It's like all, I was a perfect age for Wayne's world. And I remember all my guy friends were just like drew Barrymore. Like she's so pretty. Like they just loved her. And, Yeah, all my all my straight guy friends like to this day, like still quote, like, oh, Bjerg and and all that good stuff. But
0: are you guys ever going to cover Wayne's World? That's one of the only movies from my childhood that I feel like you guys haven't touched on. (laughs) It didn't make them gay. Yeah. I'm like, does it count? I don't know.
3: I'll gladly be in a uh movie. are with in like a polyamorous <laughs> relationship with all of the crew members.
2: Oh, that's true. We love the oh, we, we yeah. love
3: we love the crew members uh, of Wayne's World. All the guys that shoot all, of, all those himbos. That all
2: the,
0: the long haired metal dudes.
2: <laughs> yep, that's
0: yeah, that's close <laughs> enough, right? You guys could do well, an episode based our, on that.
2: Not alone. <laughs> that's our yep. angle right there. But I mean, and see Carrera. I mean, I think yeah. we could we'll yeah. talk. About- all
0: right. That. Just planting a seed for you because I was like, <laughs> every movie that mattered to me, I was like, oh no, Wayne's World. <laughs>
2: You know, we feel like, you know, because it's just randomly on television, you know, cable, whatever. It's always on demand, too. Yeah. And I feel like one day I was just watching it and Scott's like, you're just watching. You're just watching Wayne's I World think I came home from work one night. And we like, just watched that? the whole thing and just laughed. I love time. it. Like, great. <laughs> like, yeah, it's Wayne's World. It's funny.
0: All right, back to Amy and we have a couple notes we want to just touch on real quick. So Anne and I made the exact same note for our beginning of our notes, like almost verbatim. It's actually really funny. I, all I did was I was cracking up. I don't know. Are you guys familiar with Mad Love? Did you guys ever watch that one from '95? We're
3: watching Mad Love with her and her and Chris, her and Chris O'Donnell. O'Donnell
0: yeah. yeah, it's a druby favorite. It touches a lot of people's souls. But anyway, <laughs> the opening scene of this movie where Amy's in the hospital, Anne and I both were like typing this looks just like the scene in mad love where she's well and we both use the word reminiscing Reminiscing. (laughs) (laughs) because we share a brain apparently (laughs) we had to mention that
1: yeah because I I literally was like it started and I was like this really feels like mad love and it's weird to think it's like only a couple years later which is
0: really strange super weird very strange and then I also want to mention all the like prop photos we love when they or for movies when they take Actual photos of the person in character, but it's not just like a still from the movie. Cause I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> so I oh. loved her school picture. I thought it was so cute. <laughs> and then all of the newspapers, I was sitting there going like, Oh, I wonder what happened to all these prop newspapers with Drew as Amy. We need them <laughs> for the Drew
1: Whoever I'm has sure that, them. I'm,
3: I'm sure that Andy, Andy has it in his oh, office.
1: There we go. We'll reach right out to Andy and tell him if he wants to donate them, <laughs> put us in his will for the
0: Amy Fisher story prop <laughs> newspapers, please. I'm asking. I tried to connect to them when we did our Ever After episode, but he, I think I sent him a message. He never saw it. So we'll keep trying.
1: It's <laughs> funny how sometimes Instagram has been like amazing for us for connecting. Yeah. And sometimes I'm- it's just people don't know. They don't even see
0: it. <laughs> yeah. I'm always shooting my shot, though.
2: <laughs> the restrictions that it's like. Guess what it was sent, but I don't know. Maybe did they receive it? I don't know. So, (laughs) mad love though. I mean, so this is 95, and this is you want to talk about somebody launching a lot of ships, Chris O'Donnell, yeah, with that buzz. Favorite on our show, same
0: well, Batman Forever, same summer, like (laughs) big time for both of them. I think he is so boring. (laughs) I'm sorry,
2: he is duller than like watching the paint dry. 100% 100% but there's a very like uh, there's a meme that that just goes around on like gay Instagram and like gay Twitter of him in his Robin suit saying like you remember uh, the moment you knew you were gay or like oh my God, you know <laughs> the, the, the new version of it is drag queens reading a story aren't going to turn your kids gay but Chris O'Donnell and Batman <laughs> that's
0: will. so good yeah, something about that buzz cut, like that's very. I like really. That's like a very distinct memory for me. I think I had like a corn pops box where he was like on it as Robin, and I cut it out. Oh my god, I'm having <laughs> a weird flashback. <laughs> I didn't I know. know you were such a. I wasn't really, but he was cute in that moment. Everybody was into him for a second.
3: <laughs> I I think that he's still kind of rocking the buzz cut too. You know, you find a look that works. Yep. Just yeah. With... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can't blame him. That's he basically that, looks the same. Uh, He's just like a little bit like
0: wider. Yeah. <laughs> I feel full, like his face full is full. rounder. Aren't we all? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and I have to point out something to you to see if you notice this. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys know Confessions of a Dangerous Mind is one of our underrated favorites. George Clooney's directorial debut. Mm-hmm. There It so when the, the gross guy from the gym sells the tape and she sees it on TV. She does this look that's exactly the look she does in Confessions when she catches Chuck cheating, where she like does a sad little smile and looks down and looks away. I have to make a comparison. I didn't
1: notice it. Yeah, you're gonna have to make a comparison. It's crazy.
0: It's the same angle and everything on her. I, anyway, I just had to point that out to Anne because I was excited about it. <laughs> yeah, we love that shit.
2: But it's a good, it's a good look because it's that like, well, fuck me. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got me, bitch.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not just like, oh, I'm sad. It's like, oh, God, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> yeah.
2: I know, but I know exactly the look yeah. that you're talking about. Because I, I remember specifically going, all right, I like this choice. I like this choice of 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 her reaction to just like, damn it. Like, yeah. <laughs> all, right,
3: all right. It's kind of too bad when I'm remembering confessions of a dangerous mind that she didn't get more critical attention for <gasps> I know. I remember watching an interview with Renee Zellweger where she was on like a morning talk show or something, and she was just raving about Drew.
0: Really, oh, that's so cool.
3: I love Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Drew Barrymore. It's one of my favorite performances of the year. But yeah,
0: I know mm-hmm. she was. That one's. It's one of my favorites. It's just really. There's a lot of range in it, and yeah, I just we we love that movie and a lot of subtlety.
1: Like I feel like that the like the way that she. The way that her character is is very subtle i don't know it's and it also is not very drew in a yeah. lot of
0: ways which is always okay. fun to see her just being different
1: because <laughs> i mean we love it. her being
0: her well obviously <laughs> like i don't want <laughs> her to be like that person drew barrymore i don't like now.
2: <laughs> yeah to me it was just like brown hair and, and riding with cars with boys i'm just like what a change <laughs> yeah <'Cause laughs> that I'm,
0: one is not a favorite of mine i am on the record I stating mean. that <laughs>
1: <laughs> i feel like there was one podcast we did where you were like it keeps coming up like, like
3: the most interesting part of her doing the press tour for writing in cars of boys is do you remember when she hosted snl of
0: after course that? right after 9-11 it
3: was right after uh, 9-11 yeah. and they were advised not to do the show right there was yeah. the
0: anthrax scare happened while they were doing rehearsals Yes. yeah
3: yeah I mean and, and if they wouldn't have done that show we wouldn't have like the Wesley arms hot tub yes. scat <laughs> <laughs> We'd be missing
2: out we Is were that- just
0: talking about that one.
2: <laughs> that yep. Oh my goodness wow yeah iconic
0: I love that you guys <laughs> know that oh my god <laughs> yep.
2: we're big SNL fans I I'm an apologist for this show I don't buy into this like well I stopped watching on yeah. this Shut up grow up like, it's <laughs>
0: Such a thing it hasn't yeah. been good since blah 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 yeah it's
1: like no it's there there are phases you know yeah. of when it's better and when it's not it's like but no it's not black and white it's not yeah. the old there's no cutoff better. line I mean yeah. when I was growing up though we had a tape of like I don't know what anniversary it would have been but we had a VHS tape recorded I think it was like the 25th saturday night live anniversary or something mm-hmm. and so i watched and rewatched a bunch of stuff from the 70s when i was a
0: kid i was not getting these jokes yeah i used to watch them too as a kid they would show it before the new snl so they would show like a 70s episode i don't know where my parents ever were i was just like <laughs> i'm gonna watch this adult i was watching the tracy olman show by myself yeah. at like six years old like
3: <laughs> i don't we know what was happening the old SNL, after the new episode they would they would usually do an old one okay, okay. So that's really now, late. Do you remember um who from snl did the amy fixture? i i was kind of wondering if they had anybody else besides her do it i'm sure that back in like the early 90s they had somebody beat amy in a sketch but it was a i think that it was around when she got out of prison in 99 and it's sherry o'terry
0: Ooh, that's a choice.
3: Oh. Amy yeah. Fisher with, with Colin
2: Quinn.
0: How was her Amy Fisher? Pretty good?
2: Not really. She doesn't <laughs> really do the accent. Oh. Yeah, it's, a, it's just like, oh, you're you're out of jail now. And what are you, you know, what's going on? And does a couple of things where she's stable, but then she kind of like goes off and loses it. The Long Island Lolita herself, Amy Fisher. <laughs> And wow, it is so great to be out. I mean, you don't know how good it feels to finally put on my old cutoffs and see-through halter top and stroll around the neighborhood like a regular person. I mean, yeah, but we didn't we didn't really do a deep dive into that. That one just kind of popped up in our YouTube. So
1: that's funny.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't remember because I was definitely watching SNL at the time too. Like I I've kind of watched my whole life.
0: Yeah, and, same. But,
2: yeah, so I, I have vague memories of there being sketches, but I I just can't can't place them right now.
0: Now somebody else will be yelling at their radio about how we don't know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we can't research every facet. Yeah. I can know everything <laughs> about Drew, but...
2: <laughs> but I mean, like that five-timers club, you know. Yeah. How many women are in the five-timers club? Not that many, so...
0: I know it's been so long, too. She hasn't been on a host since 2009, which is just wow. what's going on. She's in yeah. New York all the time now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, this should have that, her come on.
3: Do you think that she'll ever get back into making movies?
0: <sighs> um. Oh that, oh, that reminds me. I have something to tell you guys. <laughs> okay, so just this week. Uh, Ross Matthews was asking her, you know, what would it take to get you back? And she said that she really is talking to Adam Sandler about projects and oh. that they've been joking with Jennifer Aniston to do with three's company. But Drew said what <laughs> she wants to do is death becomes her.
3: Oh my goodness. I mean, th- this, this death becomes her remake that's been <laughs> going around the internet for the past like five years.
1: But I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> But I could, I could see it with Jennifer Aniston, Drew, and, and Adam Sandler. Sandler. Like it kind of works.
0: Is it? Is this like um, sacrilegious? No, but I love Death Becomes Her. <laughs> Me too, deeply,
1: deeply. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, no, don't do it. But I'm also like,
0: ooh.
1: <laughs> but hold on. But who's gonna be the? Is it Isabella Rosalini? Mm.
2: Right. We we need yeah. So I mean, the big one that goes around on. Twitter every couple of years is this image, and it's been going around for years now. And every time it goes around, everybody jumps in the comments and they're just like, "Why remake this? This is terrible." And the image is, it's usually Anne Hathaway, Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson, and Lady Gaga, and Lady Gaga.
0: I'm not seeing Anne Hathaway. I don't get that one.
2: I can't remember who's the who's the who's the Bruce. Well, yeah, I can't remember who's who's yeah. Bruce in that one, but. Uh, yeah, I guess Anne Hathaway would have to be uh Meryl Streep. I guess so
0: because you got to have Kate be Goldie, right? right? Yeah,
2: (laughs) Goldie. And then I've also been seeing this rumor.
3: It's even trickled up to people like Jessica Chastain saying that I saw something online that people think that we should do a Death Becomes Her remake. What do you think of that, Anne Hathaway? So it's even like the rumor has like. Where these huge A list stars are starting to comment on it.
2: Interesting. I'm, Drew and Jen Aniston are in. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Get out of here.
0: Okay. Which part do we want Drew to play?
2: That's the question. I think that. Sh- I, I think, think they would I kind of be-
1: think she has to be the Goldie, but I. Th- yeah. Yeah. That's where I go.
2: I. Yeah. I think so too. I think they would both be good in either, but I kind of like jen aniston as uh
0: madeline
3: i think that i think that jen aniston kind of has a more meryl streep i think she has madeline i I would like to see
2: her do madeline ashton yeah and i think drew could definitely do helen and it's like it doesn't have to be one for one we don't have to do and we don't you know um it doesn't have to be this like one-for-one one remake. I, I think they could just do something new with these characters, but I don't know. I like it.
0: All right. You heard it here first.
2: <laughs> I'm mixed about it.
0: <laughs> we'll all watch it if it happens. Though. We'll say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: but like when that came up, I was like, ooh. <laughs> like <laughs>
0: interesting.
2: Yeah. Um, murder Mystery.
0: I haven't watched that
2: watch murder mystery I watched the first one I didn't watch the second one but I thought it was it was fun
0: okay yeah okay. that's how I feel like I'll feel about it when I finally get around to it like oh that's fun
2: <laughs> you know Scott and I always say like what's your favorite like Adam Sandler movie and it's like obviously it's the the Drew collaborations yeah, yeah. And I just I think it's got to be wedding singer yeah because uh, yeah just because um the Hawaii one uh Fifty First 50 stage is a little cuckoo
0: there are definitely some things in Fifty First Dates that I'm going to be like, when we cover that, like, Ooh, that didn't well, age well. <laughs> I feel like The Wedding Singer is, like,
1: a good film anyway. And I think Fifty First Dates, like, the story's kind of weak. You know, like... But Drew is very cute in it. And I swear <laughs> I'm not this shallow. I swear. <laughs> I mean, she's so, so pretty, pretty in it. <laughs> she's so pretty as the murdering psycho. Um, not murdering, attempted murderer. 51st States. I love it because it was like I was, I'm such a fan and I have been a big fan at that yeah. time. Yeah. And- I was a big fan through that. So it's like.
2: And they just, they work so well together in it. Like it's just, it's them. That's why we love it, you know. But it's like, yes, his his character is wild.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's doing some stuff that you're like,
2: (laughs) what the hell? Yeah,
0: I definitely think Robbie Hart in The Wedding Singer is a much like more sympathetic character. (laughs) (laughs) The wedding singer is what got me in love with Drew. So that's like always going to be a special place in my heart because I was just like, (gasps) I, that's it. I love her. I watched her promoting it on Letterman and Rosie and then I went and saw the movie and it was it. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) The rest is history.
3: I'm holding out for her to come back to movies.
0: I hope so. If people ask all the time. It definitely sounds like Adam is going to be the key to getting her back. I mean, they, they have
3: a yeah. pretty big break with the talk show of that. They have a good.
0: Yeah. It was two months or quite, so quite a few not months this last mm-hmm. time. Well, part of that was the strike. We won't talk sure. about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's more. She said she just doesn't want to be another person. She wants to be her kid's mom. Like it's definitely has to do yeah. with her kids. But okay. as they're getting older, I think it's more and more likely. Yeah, Let's hope. Fingers I'm
1: excited to see it. I feel like she can't stay away from it forever. No. You know, like
0: she's a Barrymore. <laughs> Give her a drink and
3: make, make it a it devil.
1: A
0: devil. <laughs> That's an SNL quote too.
3: <laughs> High tangent about the Barrymores of that. ever. <laughs> uh, we're in Calvary Cemetery in East LA. I go to
2: visit my grandma.
3: We go to visit Pete's grandma. And if you go in the old mausoleum, because all of the old cemeteries here have an old mausoleum, and you can usually walk into them, if it's not like Michael Jackson and Glendale, yeah. yeah. you can usually
2: walk into them and you can <laughs> yeah. kind of look at everybody that's there. And uh, is it Lionel? Ah. Can visit my grandma. We're walking around yep. the, the mausoleum because it's so beautiful, and we're like, I bet you there's some famous people here. So we find, and I always hop on Google to see what famous people are buried where. So we <laughs> love it. Kind of you find a couple of Barrymore's. I think Ethel is there and I think Lionel is there uh, and they're in the mausoleum so they're in yep. the wall and, and Lionel is kind of closer to the ground and as you go up and you look at it last time we were there, there was big red yep. lipstick, a big red kiss on it oh, and we were like it's true. Do you think it's true? It's true. <laughs> it
0: totally could be. She kisses her own freaking star on Hollywood Boulevard and that's
1: pretty
3: nasty. Uh, so. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, oh,
0: I'm surprised sure. I've never looked it up. I've never thought. I know yeah. that I think maybe John's in Philadelphia. I think that's where their family is from. So somebody's right. over there. Um, so yeah, the other two maybe right. Re- oh, that's so cool, you guys. Now we gotta go check it out sometime.
1: Yeah, yeah who else would kiss it? Right? Yeah, that exactly like who else, who is else t- could it be? Yeah. I mean, like, she feels like she has a connection to this and family.
2: It's like Leo
3: Valentino, it's like a Barrymore. Right. So
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Potter, I don't think, like, he's a big heartthrob. <laughs> well, what's your point, Mr. Potter? My point? My point is I want to hire you. Hire me? Uh, I want
3: you to manage my affairs, run my properties. George, I'll start you out at $20,000 a year.
2: That's such a Drew move. Like you said kissing the star and all yeah. that. It's very her. And it was like... I don't know how fresh the lipstick was, but it was, you know, it was there. You could see it, you know, so.
0: Put some flower beauty on. It's from like 20 years ago. <laughs> it's just like they don't, they don't clean it. You guys, thank you for telling us that. I love when we have a guest that gives us new info. It doesn't happen that often. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah.
3: Just doing the cemetery tour around L.A. is just so fascinating. Like Hollywood Forever, Calvary, Glendale. Yeah. You can see the the world's largest painting in Glendale oh, like, of, of all of all like, like tourist traps. Yep.
0: I've only been to the one. Is it in Westwood where Marilyn Monroe is? I've been yep. to that one. And that's I think so. It. I think- that's something we should yeah, do next time. Anne. we like going yeah. to locations. We've done a lot of like filming locations. It's like a whole section on our website. We're into all that stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. You live close to where like the doppelganger apartment is. Like, yeah, that's, so that's cool awesome. I've never even thought of where that would be.
3: <laughs> I always wanted to track down that, the mansion from Poison Ivy because we know. Oh, what, we've right. been
1: to that. We've been. We've been to, I mean, it, oh. Yeah. It's, we probably have the address yes, on we our do. website.
0: Yeah. It looks actually, we'll, I'll send you guys some pictures. It looks pretty much exactly the same. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> it's really cool
2: and it's kind of not too far from where we are too we're kind of in the middle of silver lake los Feliz, and hollywood so we're yeah so we're kind of centralized and i mean movie locations we were you know like we said we lived in pasadena and south pasadena we would have we would take friends to you know go see the like halloween i can and, give the full halloween walk. yeah <laughs> nice so fun i that love
0: that is it. awesome you guys probably have visited my friend Lindsay's website. I am not a stalker.com. Yes! She has yeah, that's <laughs> oh, okay. Lindsay. Lindsay Blake. She's our buddy. <laughs> she's helped yeah. us with a lot of locations. Yeah. She's like <laughs> the master.
2: When you look up. Yeah. She, yeah. I, I just found, stumbled upon her website. Just looking yep. up.
0: Me, actually, she's another one that I found and I was like, I love everything you do. Now you're going to be my friend. And I made her be my friend. Just like you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That. <laughs> I'm not I'm a stalker.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ashley is an active stalker. <laughs> but she makes herself known, so it's okay. I'm friendly <laughs> about, about it. It's, yeah, a very friendly stalker. She knows exactly how to find the people she
0: loves and wants to make her own. <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else we want to say about the Amy Fisher story? I do. Okay, let's hear
3: it. I've always kind of wondered of looking at somebody like Ryan Murphy do you think they would ever dig up the Amy Fisher story and do a new miniseries i don't know if it would be like american crime story amy fisher if it would yeah. just be do you think these events are worth taking another look at now if you were to do a new miniseries or something
0: i could totally see that and i could definitely see it like even more so with the angle that this one sort of took with the journalist, like really looking at it again from the, a new lens of like this was an underage girl and this is how she was treated. Like it could be really interesting.
3: You could get all of the sides. You could get Mary Joe's side. You could get stuff with Joey. I, I just all of these guys that she tried to buy these guns off of that got <laughs> dr- right that got dragged into this. I think it would be interesting
2: and I also. Mary Jo and Joey's kids are, yeah, like all our ages. Like, oh, yeah.
0: They're,
2: they're closer to my age. And they're grown now. So it's like, you know, they would have been children at the time, but still kind of aware of everything that was going on, especially with the movies and things. So they would, they would be an interesting kind of angle to get to, to talk about. So, yeah, I think there's definitely there's a people of a certain age, maybe unaware of this. I think. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. A- <laughs> or my husband, who's not even of a certain age. He's, he's not way younger, I promise. <laughs> I, I like how in the movie they had someone like, oh, yeah. outside the courtroom that's like, <laughs> Who's Amy Fisher? <"Who's>
2: yeah. <laughs> that's right. No.
1: Doesn't ring a bell.
3: Those huge tabloid stories at the time that just got kind of lost with a generation and a half that nobody really anymore. No. Yeah.
0: I really like, in my memory, so I was 10, and I just roll this in with um, Tanya Harding and yep. um, Lorena Bobbitt. Like, this is this all are... was, like, the same time. <laughs> it's, like, tabloid TV craziness. <laughs> and then OJ happened. And it was- I was just
1: going to say, for me, I feel like I remember OJ more than any yeah. of the other ones. I'm, like, slightly younger, so I guess it, like, makes sense. It's a couple <laughs> years later. I don't know.
2: And I, I think I, I was at the stage, I, di- I watched... A lot of TV. Same. Too much TV. <laughs> and I was watching SNL and late night and all that stuff. So I feel like you know
1: the commentary.
2: Yeah. You know, the hosts late night hosts at that time, I don't think there were there was a lot of scrutiny of the sure. jokes that they were making. Or just kind now. of nobody in the writer's you room know. just being
3: like, you know, I know this is kind of a crazy story, but maybe we shouldn't be making jokes yeah. about this girl that's seventeen,
2: yeah, yeah, so that I,
3: was like,
0: not a thing at all. They didn't like, care.
2: And I think you know, I think Letterman, of course, has kind of been somewhat put through the ringer for kind of the way he treats women, and you know, some of his interviews and things like that. I feel like Jay Leno's come out of all this kind of smelling like a rose, and he wasn't exactly, you know, a boy yeah, scout. Yeah,
0: wasn't that wasn't that um, in Pamela Anderson's documentary? I think there's huh. a thing with Leno where she really had to like kind of. Set him in his place.
3: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that him documentary was so good. It
0: was really good. <laughs> I didn't see it. Oh, it's great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I do. I think it would be very interesting uh, to see. Or even if it was just like, I don't know, just like a Hulu kind of like the Lorena Bobbitt thing. Or that, that was Amazon Prime.
3: Yeah, I think that I was think. Prime. But yeah, yeah, any kind of a documentary that has news people now reflecting on it, yeah. which is always kind of interesting.
2: I like
0: it. You know what? This is what happens So We're going to talk about it. And then all of a sudden next week, we're going to find out something's in the works. We'll be like, see? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the biz. <laughs>
0: I am really glad that you guys like provoked us to rewatch this though. It'd been a long time for me, but I still remembered so much of it. I was like, I guess I watched this more than I thought I did. And on the flip side, I felt like I hadn't even
1: seen it
2: maybe yeah. once like That's I was amazing. like I don't remember
1: this uh, at all like her getting the car like I'm like I don't remember this scene at all <laughs> and her <laughs> name is spelled
0: A-I-N-E-E what is that all about
2: <laughs> a pinstriping on the car with yeah. her name <laughs> oh my gosh
0: so 90s but it was yeah. so fun to just like again see Drew be in this era of her career which is always fascinating and then be so not herself and not resting on being likable which is something that she has been accused of and he's even said that she does um and amy is not that here um i did have one quote from id magazine i thought this was cool they said drew as amy is magnificently real trapped hurt lonely and morally vacant i'm like yeah i see that (laughs) accurate
2: yeah that's the thing i feel like it was such a departure for her, and it's like I think you know for, I for a kind of a general um audience maybe somebody who's doesn't do the the deep dives that the four of us <laughs> do. <laughs> I think, you know, you kind of have this idea of this character that she plays and, you know, this just bubbly flower girl kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it wasn't until something like Grey Gardens when people were just like, wow, maybe she really can do do a little bit more. But for this being so early in her career, it was like, yeah, I don't remember it being this much of a departure. Yeah. Had, I was just like, wow, she's really she's really creating this character. And I mean, for for better, or for worse, you know, what's going on with the. The accent work but you know (laughs) because we did watch so much of uh like news they really did talk about like everybody
0: they all sound like caricatures
2: (laughs) the kids like the grown they all have this is a thick accent and i don't know if um it's the same town Massapequa, where amy where the amy fisher story kind of took place but i know rosie o'donnell and she always talks about how she grew up in the same neighborhood as the Baldwins, Alec oh, and wow. his brother. And I don't know, maybe Massapequa, it may be the same neighborhood in Long Island. Oh, yeah.
1: interesting.
2: But it might be a, a neighboring one right around there. There's like Comac and and, um, and uh, Massapequa. And then there's, um, I mean, Montauk is further out. But yeah, I know that, that Rosie and the Baldwins weren't pretty much neighbors and i think it was in the general vicinity and rosie obviously has a different accent yeah but there you know (laughs) yeah uh but yeah all that stuff is just like for her being 17 like wow like that's that's amazing like jesus and and to knock out these three in a row she did uh what was one right before this
0: um so she did poison ivy gun crazy doppelganger This and then bad girls. So that that was her little streak of bad Bad bad
3: girls. Oh, man. I've thought about bad girls in gears.
0: Another one that's not that great, but it'll be fun to revisit. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And like you you guys want to come back for bad girls, just let us know.
3: (laughs) Eyebrows in the wild, wild west. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Perfectly curled, beautiful hair. But I am so thrilled that you guys came on. I appreciate you letting me stalk you and befriend you, and <laughs> coming on the show is a true, like, really exciting honor for me personally. So thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank
2: you. Thank you for having us, and thank you for for just like gassing us up on your show, yeah. like all well, the shoutouts. We'll have and you on. We'll have you on ours next yeah, year when we start recording new episodes. Absolutely, awesome. Yeah.
1: You heard it here first. I'm excited. <laughs> thank you for coming with all of the the facts about Amy and stuff that yeah. like and you guys like I don't know you added this richness this like <laughs> lovely whipped cream on top of our just drew <laughs> <laughs> the whipped cream and the
0: cherry from you guys and where are little chocolate drew cake or the yes. lasagna she threw away oh I was so oh upset about that <laughs> hi
2: I made dinner
3: yes I see
2: I know it looks big, but the recipe's for 10. Oh, it smells delicious. Uh, Honey, how much cheese did you use? I don't know, a couple of pounds or something. Oh, you know, sweetheart, we have to be careful when we're cooking for your dad because his cholesterol. Who
1: said he had to eat any? I would have ate the shit out of that lasagna. <laughs> I was like, Joe, not
2: it. Hey, i like, fifty like box worth of ingredients. I know how to, lasagna's <laughs> tough and expensive.
1: How <laughs> much cheese did you put in there?
2: <laughs> All of it, this was a pleasure you guys are great thank Thank you you so much thank you for
0: thank you you. (laughs) all right everybody you guys know what to do and you know where to find us and if you don't go listen to the last episode we'll tell you at the end of that one yes (laughs) and
1: uh where should people find you guys
3: we're movies that made us gay we are on i mean we're on everything we're on facebook instagram twitter which i guess is now x blue sky we're all there Movies that made us gay.
2: Yeah, and we're on pretty much every uh, podcast listening. Yeah. platform. You can download an
3: episode. You can download us. Yeah, if you have, if you have an iPhone,
2: <laughs> yes, it's pre-installed. Otherwise, Spotify. So yeah, go look or you for can us.
0: download uh 300 episodes, like I practically did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I know you don't have that many. More like <laughs> <Yeah>. probably 45. <laughs> okay. You guys were my top podcast on my Spotify Wrapped. I found out yesterday. So. All right,
1: everybody check out Movies That Made Us Gay. Thank you so much for staying till the end and we'll see you next Tuesday. Thanks guys. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 You said we'd always be together.
2: I never said that.
0: You know, and if you need some time because it's Christmas and stuff, I understand. Just don't say it's over. Don't say it's over. Don't ever say it's over.
1: This episode of the How Do You Drew podcast was researched and produced by Ashley and Anne from thedrewseum.com with help from our sponsor, Positive Medium.
0: Special thanks to Matt Costa for our lovely theme song, Roxy Prima for our adorable logo, and last but not least, Drew Barrymore and all the Drewbies who love her. We do this for you. Thank, Thank you. you.